Welcome to Smart Casual, a mother-daughter podcast where generation gaps and pop culture overlap. I'm Charlotte, corporate law dropout and stay-at-home daughter. And there's also my mum, Lexi, a pop culture encyclopedia. How are you, mum? I'm fine. Thank you, Charlotte. How are you? I'm good. What are we talking about today, mum? Today we're talking about Nepo babies. Do you know what that means at all? I do know what that means. It's someone who has had their start in life be- because of their parents, had a leg up because of who they are related to. Okay, you're like 90% of the way there, but that it goes be- that's just regular nepotism. The Nepo baby is specifically referring to the entertainment industry. So children who are where they are in Hollywood and the entertainment industry because of their famous parents. Not just a regular nepotism, because that can occur anywhere. But we'll get into that. But first, how was your week and do you have any recommendations for us? My week has been fine. Thank you, Charlotte. Uh, Yes, going well. And do I have a recommendation? I do have a recommendation. It is a television, a viewing recommendation. Hit us. It's called Unforgotten. And it's into its fifth series now, which is just dropping episode by episode on Binge. Those that know me know my love for British TV, particularly British crime TV. And Unforgotten, if you have never seen it, go back, binge the whole lot. Unforgotten is specifically a a group of detectives who deal with um, historical um unsolved cases that sounds cool it is i mean depressing but no no it's good it's very very fascinating yeah we the brits do the crime dramas very well they do charlotte your recommendation that was very bossy you couldn't have thrown a please in there charlotte do you have a recommendation for me darling i'm still no please anyway my recommendation anyway is The latest episode of Diary of a CEO with Stephen Bartlett, a revolutionary, I know, a very popular podcast, but it is about the ordinary. He interviews uh, Nicola Kilner, who was the co-founder of The Ordinary, which is a very popular skincare brand that burst onto the scene. But her co-founder was very mentally unwell, tried to kick her out of the business, tried to shut down the business, and then was later found dead. Um, and it was, I'm not going to give it all away, but it's, you know, very intriguing. It's obviously got a bit of like a mystery suspense element to it, but it's one of those biggest recognizable brands, but it has kind of quite a sad and dark backstory to it. So it was interesting to hear that interview. Mm, I love that podcast. I'll listen to that. On to today's topic, as I mentioned earlier, A nepotism baby is basically a child of famous parents or grandparents even who have gained success in the entertainment industry themselves. And the reason that this term has really blown up, it blew up first on TikTok last year and then in December of last year, The Cut, which is a sub-magazine of New York magazine, wrote an article that went viral called She Has Her Mother's Eyes and Her Mother's Agent. And now in that article, it kind of drew this line and discussed how rife Nepo babies are in the entertainment industry and how a lot of celebrities that you don't even know have 
families involved in the entertainment industry are linked through their family. And it really, I think, struck a chord with a lot of people because with this cost of living crisis, this current kind of economic recession in parts of the world, there's a real mood of, there's a lot of anger in the air in terms of generational wealth, wealth inequality, inequality of opportunity. And I think the entertainment industry and the Nepo babies of Hollywood are a really visible representation of that. Like we don't know who maybe the Nepo babies of the business world or the political world or um, that kind of thing as as obviously as the entertainment industry. So I think it struck a chord for that reason. But what we thought we would do, mum, is break down Nepo babies and use examples by creating the Nepo baby pyramid. And that is because there are different degrees of nepotism babies. At the top, you have the Hollywood dynasties. Then you have the thanks mummy or daddies. Then you have the industry babies. And then you have the, oh, for God's sakes. And now that category is reserved for people who, no matter the level of fame or integrity of their parents, you know, have zero talent of their own and would never have been given a second shot at anything remotely to do with entertainment, what they're doing now, if it were not for their parents. So, got it. With that being said, mum, could we start off with the Hollywood dynasties? Because I feel like you've got some knowledge of the older generation of stars. So... Thinking old school Hollywood, the first one that comes to mind for me is Liza Minnelli, whose mother was the very famous Judy Garland, actress, songstress, star of Wizard of Oz. Oz. And her father was Vincent Minnelli, who was a very famous old school Hollywood director. And I think he directed Wizard of Oz. No, he directed Meet Me in St. Louis. Oh, did he? That's That's how they met Shall we see? He was, no, mum, we need to gain subscribers, not lose them. Okay, so yes, and if she is, Liza is definitely not one of those, um, what did you call them, the ones at the bottom of the pyramid? Oh, for God's sake. Oh, for God, she's definitely not that. I've actually seen her live in concert. She has all the talent of her parents. The second one that comes into my mind is Melanie Griffith, whose mother was Tippi Hedren, who starred in the very famous uh, Alfred Hitchcock movie, The Birds, amongst other movies. And Melanie Griffith came to uh, become famous in the 80s in a movie called Working Girl with Harrison Ford, one of my favourite ever movies. If you haven't seen it, go see it. And um, married another 80s television star called Don Johnson who was in a TV show called Miami Vice. Together they had children and one of their children is now an actress, Miss Dakota Johnson. Yes, and side note, did you know that they got together when she was like a child and he was in his 20s really disturbing she was like 14 or 15 yeah and he was like in his early 20s it was gross and she they got married straight away as she turned 18 which i feel like 
happens. Look, it wouldn't fly now. It happened a lot back in the day, like Elvis and Priscilla. I know. It's so quite, gross. It was quite creepy. And another side note of probably no interest to anyone, but was that Tippy had a pet tiger. No, lion. A lion, that's right. Kept it at home. Now, Melanie, that is the only movie of hers I could not, I could name. I loved the movie and I thought she was great in it, but... Yeah, she's not renowned for being a fabulous actress. She's more renowned now for being married to Antonio Banderas. That's right. She married him after Don Johnson. And being the mother of Dakota Johnson. Like Dakota's definitely, her career has now gone beyond that of her mother. And I don't think Tippi was really any great shakes as an actress. She was really just an Alfred Hitchcock blonde. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, The other Hollywood uh, dynasty of the day is Gwyneth Paltrow. So her mother is Blythe Danner, a very famous American actress, and her father is Bruce Paltrow, who was a famous director. So but I think Gwyneth has proved her chops with being an actress in that she won an Oscar for Shakespeare in Love. Yeah, although cringeworthily when she was asked about, you know, being a Nepo baby. She gave a not great response. She was like, well, you know, one of the classics, you know, well, you have to work twice as hard and be twice as good because, you know, people prejudge you in the industry that you've just got it easy and don't take you seriously. And there's quite a few, as we'll find, celebrities that have made those comments and it's like you don't understand the concept of nepotism because it's not nepotism is not someone literally handing you a job and like being like oh I'm doing you a favor for your mom or your dad it is getting that foot in the door and they'll and a lot of them do say well like what if yes it may have gotten my foot in the door but then I had to work so so hard work against that prejudice but it was really interesting and I want to quote to you uh quote from Fran Leibowitz from the October 1997 issue of Vanity Fair where she used the idea of Nepo babies Mm. before it was called that in just nepotism in Hollywood as an analogy to explain race and the advantage of being white in America. So she said "Um, it's really common with in interviews with up-and-coming young movie stars whose parents or even grandparents were themselves movie stars and when the interviewer asks did you find it an advantage to be the child of a major motion picture star? The answer is invariably, well, it gets you in the door, but after that you've got to perform. You're on your own. And she goes, this is ludicrous. Getting in the door is pretty much the entire game, especially in movie acting, which is, after all, hardly a profession notable for its rigour. Again, with the children of movie stars, it is a genetic advantage because they are literally the progeny of movie stars. They look specifically like the movie stars, who have preceded them, their parents. They don't have to convince us that they can be movie stars. We take them instantly at face value, full face value. They look like their parents, whom we already know to be movie stars. So obviously in that context, she's using it as an analogy for race, but it's interesting that, you know, 25 years ago, she's making this comparison and celebrities are still making those same cringeworthy comments. It's like Hollywood... It's the whole game is getting your foot in the doors. People have who don't come from that may spend years trying to put 
get enough work to put reels together to try and get in front of an agent to try and meet with casting directors to get auditions having that you know advantage of growing up in that industry you know oh uncle Steven Spielberg you know something like that even tangentially puts you in an incredibly privileged position of course it does yeah yeah. and so it's just like ridiculous in my opinion when celebrities make that well I have to work twice as hard Mm. it's like no you've everyone else is struggling to get to the beginning like your starting point is 80 percent of the way ahead of everyone else and that's why it's I think even more embarrassing when the the nepo babies are complete flops because it's like you have had every advantage and yet you still suck even you would have think had like a genetic acting or musical gene and that just has nothing none of the talents passed you by passed you by Tell me about another one. I'm going to keep going. Jamie Lee Curtis, who was the uh, star of this Halloween, and she's been in a lot of movies. Yeah, Freaky Friday. Freaky Friday, one of your favourites. Her mother was Janet Lee, uh, still on the Hitchcock theme. She was one of his favourites and starred in Psycho. Um, And I don't know anything about her father actually, but. Old school Hollywood yeah. startup. Um, She's been quite vocal in different ways about being an Epo baby. She made some statements back in the day saying, you know, well, I got in front of the directors and the casting directors because my mother was Janet Lee. And obviously, when it was down to me and a few other girls for the role, the fact I was Janet Lee's daughter, the directors were big fans of Psycho who were making Halloween, which was another horror movie, another thriller, you know, she was like, yeah, that probably was the reason I got it. But I think obviously she's very talented. She's made a career for herself. But then she's also made comments like, all this Nepo baby discussion is about bringing people down. But then she's backtrack again. She's just like, Jamie Lee's got a lot to say about yeah, it. Yeah. Like, we can't keep up with her. Pick a lane, Jamie Lee. All right, my next one is Carrie Fisher, daughter of Debbie Reynolds and Eddie Fisher. Debbie Reynolds, very famous um, movie star. Singing in the Rain. Singing in the Rain. Um, yeah, yeah, and best childhood, best friends with Elizabeth Taylor and Eddie Fisher. Debbie Reynolds' husband had an affair and they then got married. Um, she, he was one of Elizabeth's many husbands. He was one of Elizabeth's many husbands and also a movie star in his own right. And he was also in those sort of singing musicals. musicals. Big studio musicals. Big studio musicals and was a real heartthrob of the day, like a pin-up boy. Carrie uh, came to prominence in the movie Star Wars, of course, Princess Leia. And the only other movie I remember her from... When Harry Met Sally. ...was When Harry Met Sally and... She also uh, uh, wrote a book about her life called Postcards from the Edge, which Meryl Streep starred in. Yes, and her daughter, Billie Lord, is an actress as well. She's been in Scream Queens and I think American Horror Story. She's not as prolific. I think she leads quite a, a relatively private life, but obviously, you know, she's not someone that I would want to criticise at all because she 
that poor woman lost her mum and her grandmother within like a week. Yeah, yeah. that was horrific. Awful. Jane Fonda, who everybody knows Jane Fonda. Icon. Her father was Henry Fonda, uh, another really well-regarded actor of the golden age of Hollywood. And they actually starred in a movie together with Catherine Hepburn called On Golden Pond. So, yeah. I also think Jane Fonda was someone, she was very interesting in that she obviously had the, knew that she could make it in Hollywood. She had the talent, she had the profile, but she was one of those celebrities, very, it seems now celebrities talk about political issues all the time, but she was like from the get go and she was so controversial because of it. She spoke, was so vocal about the Vietnam War. Um, Native American rights like she was campaigning she got the nickname wasn't it G.I. Jane G.I. Jane because they're all like oh shut up you're just Henry Fonda's daughter you started in a few movies but she's obviously so switched on and she even um, ended up creating writing and producing the movie nine to five which we know with Dolly Parton and Shirley MacLaine after speaking with um members of the secretary's labor union are uh, hearing about their terrible working conditions so she's always been someone that's had this platform that was kind of given to her by being henry fonda's daughter obviously as well as her talent but she's used it to lift other people up which very much is so. very and admirable still is. she's still yeah. being her major cause now is the environment and she was recently arrested again protesting uh so she's she's still putting her money in her 80s in her 80s exactly uh and just side note another bit of trivia about her her brother peter fonda was also an actor starred in the very famous movie easy rider and became the father of bridget fonda who was a movie star in the 80s and early 90s she starred in a movie called um i think it was called single white female Oh, yeah, I've heard of that. Uh, about a crazy a girl who had a flatmate that then tried to completely copy her. and It was really creepy. It was a creepy movie. But yeah. she had a real sort of um, – she was the everywhere girl in the movies for a while there and then just disappeared from sight. Mm, we'll have to find out. Mm. Um, of course, we have to mention Drew Barrymore. Oh, of course. So, Barrymore's. Yeah, so – um, Shameless, the podcast is doing, has just done a deep dive about her. But in summary, her grandfather, John Barrymore, was a silent film star. And so the Barrymore name was very established in Hollywood. However, Drew Barrymore's father was an addict and not really present in her life. And it was really her mother who pushed her into acting. Obviously, the Barrymore name held weight, but she didn't really come from wealth or anything like that. It was kind of like a, you know, the faded remnants of a once, you know, yeah, great name. Right. Yeah. Um, like a chaplain, like Charlie Chaplin. Yeah, Chaplin's. there was just nothing really left. And, you know, the whole family was generationally riddled with addiction. So there was all the, there was no money there. Um, so, and I think Drew's obviously one of the most beloved people in Hollywood through her yeah, she acting seems to be a genuinely nice yeah person. and her talk show just seems to 
oozed compassion and has, you know, recovered from being a child drug addict and alcoholic because of, you know, the system that failed her as a young child that was put into the industry. Yeah. So I don't think anyone would begrudge her. She used to be partying at Studio 54 in New York when yeah, she when was she a was little like girl. Seven, like, sorry, time, no. thank God I, I won't let that Times happen. have changed. I would also like to mention quickly Sophia Coppola, oh, yeah. who is the daughter of the famous director Francis Ford Coppola, who directed The Godfathers. And Sophia is a obviously a great director in her own right. She yeah. directed... An actress. Yep. She directed Marie Antoinette, The Bling Ring, uh, Somewhere. So she's had some great success on her own, but obviously... Oh, The Virgin Suicides. But they were obviously... The Coppola name, again, was huge in Hollywood. So much so that um, she is actually related to Nicolas Cage. They're cousins, first yes. cousins. And he changed his name after his first movie role, which was Fast Times at Richmond High, because he didn't want to be known as a Coppola and wanted to make it on his own terms. But it's like probably the people in the know would have known that he was really a Coppola. Well, so. that's a bit the same as Martin Sheen, also a very famous actor, starred in The West Wing. but Father of Charlie Sheen and Emilio Estevez. Charlie Sheen and Emilio Estevez. Took his mother's name. Yeah, so that she, he wouldn't be known just as... Um, a Sheen. A Sheen, yeah. And then also, last but not least, I think I would also mention... Kate Hudson, whose mother oh, was Goldie Horn. My favourite. Um, when asked about being an Epo baby, she gave a bit of a mediocre response where she says, I don't really care. Like, I, I think it's more relevant in a business context. You know, I'm looking at a table and I think, who is this person? Whose child is this? And she says she sees it a lot in modelling. So it's like, okay, Kate, you don't really get it. But moving on, you've made a few good rom-coms when – We'll send you on your way. Yeah, she's good at what she does. Okay. And she certainly couldn't deny whose daughter she is. They're identical. No, literally. Now, moving on to kind of, I would say like the new money equivalent. They're not as established families in Hollywood, but they have generational success because of the family name. So starting off, I would say we have Lily Collins, who is the daughter of Phil Collins, who's a very famous singer and drummer. Now, she's obviously an actress. She's Emily in Paris, which, you know, maybe not so great acting there. She was in the Snow White remake maybe 10 or so years ago. But to be fair to her, Collins is a pretty average name and Phil, her father, was a bit of a deadbeat dad with her. Yeah, not really involved in her life or her upbringing. Celebrity memoir book club kind of sums up her memoir and that where she kind of delves into that a little bit. doesn't sound like a great memoir that I'd want to read, but it is really interesting that I don't think her dad necessarily was really, you know, helping her in it because he was really quite uninvolved in her life. He was too busy being a rock star. Yeah, I think he was a bit of a crap dad. Next we have Maud Apatow, who I think has really – been kind of at the forefront of Gen Z's consciousness and she is the daughter of Judd Apatow the director who's directed like the 40 year old version um Knocked Up This Is 40 and Leslie Mann the actress love her yeah so funny so funny 
Maud has kind of risen to consciousness recently for starring as Lexi in Euphoria, oh. the HBO show, also created by uh, Dan Levinson, son of Barry Levinson, who was also a famous um, writer in Hollywood. Oh. So created by an FO baby. But Maud starred in Knocked Up and This Is 40 as a child, so she kind of obviously grew up in and around film sets with her parents, which I feel like is a good supervised way to do things if you are in that industry. Um, And she's obviously got talent. If she wasn't talented enough, her dad probably wouldn't have put her in the movies. But I do think obviously having the Apatow name and it's quite well known because she was in her dad's movies as a child by most people that she is the daughter of Judd and Leslie but I do think she does have some acting chops so it will I think time will tell whether or not yeah her career has longevity I've never seen her in anything so I can't really comment about you've her. seen this is 40 yes she was just a little girl but yeah. she was good in it yeah I'll say that Maya Hawke daughter of Ethan Hawke and um, Uma, Thurman. Uma Thurman yeah that's she cannot deny the genetics there she really? also looks she looks Exactly half and half of her Does parents, she? I would say. Yeah. I have not got a clue what she's been in. Or... She has risen to fame being in Stranger Things, the Netflix show. Oh, okay. Um, I have haven't watched have that since her. season one, but she literally looks like half Ethan and half Uma. And she's acknowledged that, yeah, she got where she was because of her parents. You um, might as well acknowledge it. To I say, think that's the only way you I, can. I think if you, if you have no talent, you're not going to laugh. So... You know, you might make one or two movies, but... Yeah, and that's what she said. She said, I've got to where I am because of my parents. Time will tell... Longevity is a different Yeah, matter. she said time will tell, you know, if I can cut it. Um, exactly so I think she right. had a good response. I'm just going to run through a few mm-hmm. as examples. We have Zoe Kravitz, daughter of Lenny Kravitz and Lisa Bonet. Lenny, obviously, musician. Lisa Mm -hmm. was in The Cosby Show, an actress. Bryce Dallas Howard is the daughter of Ron Howard, the director. And then we also have Ronan Farrow. Is he an actor? No, but he is a journalist and he helped expose and break the Harvey Weinstein story. Yeah. Which... I think is pretty huge. So he may have got, gotten a few advantages to get up there. True. Um, because he's Mia Farrow and Woody Allen's son, or allegedly Frank Sinatra's via an affair, but that's a whole other story. Then there is also Jack Quaid, who is the son of Dennis Quaid, a.k.a. the dad in The Parent Trap with Lindsay Lohan, and Meg Ryan, a.k.a. When Harry Met Sally, Sleepless in Seattle, You've got mail. Every the rom-com. rom-com of the 90s. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Every Nora Ephron movie. Uh, you also have Liv Tyler, who was in Lord of the Rings, daughter of Stephen Tyler, Scott Eastwood. Now that's an nepotism baby, son of Clint Eastwood. Crap actor, but good looking. He also starred in a Taylor Swift music video. He looks like his dad. He does. Angelina Jolie, her father was an actor as well. Mm-hmm. They had a strange yeah. relationship. Yeah. Midnight Cowboy. Um. Dan Levy, he is the son of Eugene Levy, American Pie, the dad, and he created Shit's Creek with his dad, Eugene, and they start as father and son. Uh, other Nepo babies are George Clooney, Laura yes. Dern. Yeah, 
Do you want to expand? Yeah, George Clooney's dad was a um, famous broadcaster in the States and his auntie Rosemary was Rosemary Clooney who was a um, – I don't know if she was so much an actress but she was known as a singer, very famous, old school. Yeah, and how could we forget Miley Cyrus? Mom Miley. Daughter of Hannah Montana. Billy Ray Cyrus, the country singer, and her godmother is Dolly Parton. Now talk that is a godmother. That's a godmother, yeah. isn't it? I wish she was my godmother. <laughs> Truly. Truly. Now you also have industry babies, so people like um Beanie Feldstein and um, Jonah Hill, their siblings. Although, yeah. Um, How are they industry babies? Well, according to the article, their dad was like a l- accountant for like Guns and Roses or something, which I think is a bit of a stretch. That's a huge but stretch. But I, I think they do represent people that, you know, their parents are casting directors, agents, producers, people that are behind the scenes. Yeah. They're not, but then are able to become actors or singers through those connections. Another example of that is Daniel Radcliffe in the UK. Really? His parents were agents and oh, in the okay. industry. Agents I get. So in the sense... They're really connected, right? They're, yeah. So they're people that are in... There are way more nepotism babies than we realise because their parents have the boring, yes. quote-unquote, jobs that are behind the scenes in Hollywood. Or the accountant for Guns and Roses. Yeah, I think... Isn't that exciting? It's like it's hard to know, you know, how much gravitas or how much that may have helped but you know if you're in the industry you do know people that are connected more so than you now can i throw a spanner in the works here and just point out a very interesting uh twist on the nepo baby when the famous parent actually works against you and the tale i'm going to tell is that of the great actress of the 30s 40s 50s joan crawford and her daughter, Christina Crawford, or I think she had a different surname, but Christina really wanted to become an actress and her mother was apparently a real, Joan Crawford was apparently a real nutcase, hence the movie Mummy Dearest, which was about her. And Baby Jane. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And um, she, Christina, she did everything she could to, kind of undermine Christina she really didn't want her to be successful because she was the only star and she had a real problem that she was aging when Christina um, got a job on a soap opera in the states and she was in her 20s and she had to take time off because I think she had appendicitis or something like that got put into hospital Joan stepped up Joan Crawford and kind of muscled her way in and took over the role she was in her 60s and took over the role in the, her daughter's soap opera playing the same character, which was a character in the in her 20s. Like mm, That is just psychotic. Completely undermined the daughter's career. So like the, the reverse of Nepo Baby in that the parent was so envious of the daughter now sharing the limelight. She oh, sabotaged I bet she it. was an almond mum too. Oh, yeah, definitely. She would have. I think that, yeah, that's not the industry putting the child down for the parent. That's the parent going actively, uh, actively sabotaging and, you. That's just a terrible parent. A terrible, terrible woman. I mean, yeah, she was physically abusive. She was all kinds of abuse, abuses, abusive. Watch the movie, Mummy Dearest. 
Okay, and moving on to the bottom of the pyramid, the bottom of the barrel. Oh, I'm dying to hear this. The oh, for God's sake level of Nepo Who's baby. Who's in that? Well, first of all, we have Brooklyn Beckham. Oh, yes, Brooklyn. Child of Victoria and David Beckham. Poor old Brooklyn. He's I, a bit lost, isn't he? I do not feel sorry for him. He is the child of Victoria and David Beckham and married to a billionaire's daughter, Nicola Peltz. He is known for having about 50 different careers at the age of 24, including a short-lived photography career. (laughs) He produced a coffee table book uh, where he took terrible photos, including some blurry photos of elephants. They were terrible. And the quote was like, elephants, so beautiful and majestic, but so hard to capture and see. And it was like, no, you're just bad at this. They're the biggest animals ever. Yeah, you can't miss them. And then he has had like a, a chef moment where he was like, now oh. this is one of my favourite like cocktails. And he was like going on and on. We're like, yeah, what is this? It was a bloody gin and tonic. And he also made a sandwich. Yeah, like a grilled cheese sandwich. A grilled cheese sandwich or on TV. It was ridiculous. And now his career seems to be his wedding and his marriage and like is always in the news and the media and it's like honestly the best thing you could do is to just take your money and privilege and be quiet in a corner somewhere like you're lay low you're just lay low Brooklyn you're not becoming a soccer player you're not becoming a pop star there seems to be no talent and there seems to be no awareness of the privilege as well one of the siblings is Cruz is trying to become a pop star is he? Mm. I and think the other one is Romeo's soccer. playing soccer for yeah. Miami. Yeah. So at least he seems to have missed the genes of any kind of talent there. Well, you know, and he just he also has... has a very unlikable personality in the way that he well, comes across as like an arrogant He seems rich to want boy. to just be famous and he already is famous. He doesn't have to try. Yeah, maybe he should try take note out of the It Girls book and just try to be a bit more mysterious yes, and then people right. will yeah. be interested. Yeah, make us want you more, Brooklyn. Another one is Lily Rose Depp, who is the daughter of Johnny Depp and French actress and singer and Vanessa, Vanessa Paradis. Yeah. yeah, she was one of Karl Lagerfeld's last muses. Really? So she became a Chanel girl in her teens her early teens and walked the Chanel runway. Now she is very short. She's like five foot four, five something. Like she's not model height. She's also had Dior campaigns. So she was obviously beautiful working as a model, but there is no way Mm. she would have gotten into the modeling modeling, industry without being connected with her parents. She's also, fair enough, she's got the looks, if not the height for the modeling. But she, where the real, oh, for God's sake, kicks in is with her acting career. Oh, she's an actress. Mm, would we say that? She know. has been in quite a few projects. She's had a couple of things and they have all been absolutely panned, her acting in particular. She's got a show on that's just come out on Binge with The Weeknd and it's been, it got like a, I don't know, like a, a five-minute standing ovation at Cannes, but it's like everyone gets a standing ovation at Cannes. <laughs> and ev- apparently like all the critics are like, this is the worst thing I've ever watched. It's like terrible. And she's just someone 
And then to tie that all into a pretty little package of, oh, for God's sakes, when asked about being a nepotism baby, she said, it's really weird to reduce someone to this like generational thing, you know, this, and then she made this terrible analogy and she goes, this wouldn't happen if a child of doctors became a doctor, Um, you know, yes, there's a lot of work that comes after getting your foot in the door. First of all, there is no degree or training required in being an actor. Like you can go to theatre school, which she didn't. But to be a doctor, you have to get in on academic merit. True. You can't just say. My mum's a surgeon. Yeah, yeah. Yes, it may help you later on getting into specialties or things like that. Yeah. But it's a terrible analogy. Like medicine requires years of study, research, academics. As Fran Lebowitz said, the entertainment industry is not known for its rigour. Being being so defiant, she turned herself into a joke and it then almost turned into this TikTok series of memes where people would say, I'm an Epo baby um, because I get free pens. And in brackets, it'd be like, my mum's a primary school teacher. Because it's just like, oh, for God's sake, like you've completely missed the point. Then you also have Lila Moss, who's the daughter of Kate Moss. She's a model. Yep. A, a, I know Kate was a model, but I didn't realise Lila was a model too. I mean, Kate's was a short model, but she got to where she was because she was like so striking. She mm. was a unicorn. She was like five foot seven, I think. Yeah. Um, Lila Moss, but then Lottie Moss, her lesser known younger half-sister, was making these like really aggressive comments about like everyone needs to shut up about Nepo babies, like sorry that the world's unfair kind of thing it, it was just so tone deaf i i don't know where that so came is from lottie moss the daughter of kate as well or the same father no lottie is kate's half sister oh kate's half sister right lila's a model lottie's a model but obviously neither are as big as kate but lottie was the one that had the rampage and every, of these tweets and everyone was like um why, like you are not like yeah, the main attraction anyway. Moss, no. And is Lila Moss a deserved model? I mean, I I don't know. Like she's pretty, but she's not – she's she beautiful, but she's – gets more work for being Kate Moss's daughter. She's not a, like a one-in-a-million face that Kate Moss was, I yeah. think. And she's beautiful – She's also successful because of social right, media. Well, let me throw um, a few more names at you. Kendall Jenner, would she have been as successful as she? God, no. Okay. She has a terrible walk. Like I have been getting on TikTok like model walks where I'll show like Shalom Harlow and yeah. Naomi Campbell and then you see like Kendall, Kendall Jenner and even her covers and her poses. But it's like she – is famous because of her sisters, not her parents. Yeah. So it's kind of weird. And she was like on a reality TV show since she was a child. So I feel like she's kind of in a weird category. Yeah. But she has been called a Nepo baby. I don't know if I'd call her with that, but she's someone that's definitely gotten to where she is through connections and not raw talent and ability. Okay, Kaya Gerber. The fact that she's Cindy Gerber. Cindy Crawford's daughter and looks like Cindy Crawford, 100%. Okay. I think she's more talented than Kendall, but Kendall is known for being like quite a bad 
model in terms of like expressions, her walk, even like Gigi and Bella Hadid. Like Bella started with a really bad walk, Mm. very average, but she has kind of clearly like developed her style and is now up there and has legitimized herself. Whereas Kendall's, and I think also being associated with the Kardashian, she's often involved in scandals and stuff. And so I feel like her career as a model will kind of always be secondary to everything else that's going on with the family. Yeah. All right. Okay. I'm satisfied with that. Move on. That's all I've got for you. Do you have any other comments? No. Have you got any more of these, um, oh, for God's sake, people, or is that it? I mean, you could say Hayley Bieber. She wore a Nepo Baby T-shirt. But is she a Nepo Baby? What's she ever done? She's got a skincare line. I think she's more famous for being Justin Bieber's wife than being That's Stephen it. Baldwin or daughter or Alec Baldwin's niece. That's the only thing she's I've a self-titled Nepo baby. Um, well, I think that's her reaching to be an actual Nepo baby, mm. which is even sadder than Brooklyn. Yeah. I think the reason that the Nepo baby has really struck a chord is that it's debunking the myth of meritocracy. You know, presenting that image that you're hustling and working hard but these people they're already born at the top and it's happening in all levels and professions in society and in the current kind of social environment people are angry about that so yes there are some nepo babies that deserve to be there and have inherited talent and hard work and the ones that acknowledge that they've gotten where they are because of a rigged system, they can stay. I think whoever it was that you mentioned that, um, was it Maya? Hawk. Hawk that said, you know, time will tell. I think that's the truth. Like it it might get you through the door, but longevity is the thing. Only talent will keep you there. Yeah, but I think they have to ignore. I think what people take issue with and what people will need should acknowledge is that the foot in the door thing is the bigger part of the equation especially in the entertainment industry i'm always stunned watching things like um australia's got talent or the voice or how many talented people are out there and even when you hear them sing and you think you're amazing you just think yeah but you're never really gonna get anywhere because yeah, unless you don't have the personality, or it just there's so, it's so much so luck many, involved. So much luck involved, and if you've already got that contact in the industry somehow, whether your parent is an actor or a singer, or like you say, an accountant, or if you've got that foot in the door, yeah. you've got to acknowledge it. And even you think about the years of informal training, even if you That's right, are a child. Around. Yeah, just at yeah. your parents' parties, dinner parties, yeah. even if you're not acting on yet. Sets. But if you're just growing up on sets, running around, yeah. you have this insane advantage. Like, you don't, that was theatre school for you. Yeah. Like, if you ever want to be a primary school teacher, Charlotte, you have done your hours you've paid your dues helping me laminating yeah i am i don't know how it works i've had the work experience i've seen inside the belly of the beast you've been in there you've spent many a summer holiday in the classroom with me setting up and weekends coming to 
so that is something to consider if I go into teaching that I you're a nepo, I'll have you, to oh, consider being a nepo baby, be a nepo baby and acknowledge the privilege yeah in the teaching as long world. as you're not a Brooklyn Beckham and you're one of Useless. those ones that says oh she only got in here because she knew the principal yeah that'll be me that'll be you nepo can't baby. wait Please remember to tell your friends about our podcast if you're enjoying us. Subscribe and review Five Star Rating on Apple and Spotify. Thanks, everyone. See you next week. Bye. Bye.